Welcome to the podcast, California. Such a lovely place. Such a lovely place. Such a love. Okay, you're not in California. You're spread out all over the planet because this is one highway that is not local. It goes everywhere. And uh, there's a lot going on today. This is a busy show, man. We're going to be talking about uh, the the next mission to Mars. Are you eligible to be a Marsonaut? Um, I think someone from the space industry is dropping by the studio, unfortunately. Um, we're going to be talking about politicians and their deep pockets and the money they spend. Um, we're going to be talking about valet parking and bad car commercials, right? When a car company tries to sell you a crappy car, but they make it sound like it's incredible. Um, we're also going to be doing some Russian roulette today. As you know, I'm great at it. I never lose. Another challenger has uh, shown up at the studio today and wants to take me on. Let's see how it turns out. And then we have the question of the day, a big important question here on the Harland Highway, the Harland Highway question of the day. But there's no question about you having fun because you're here on the Harland Highway! (laughs) You just made a wrong turn. Would you kindly shut your mouth? Onto the Harland Highway. It's lovely. It's just lovely. The Harland Highway. Hi, Harland. I'm Teddy Ruxpin, and I'm your friend. Riding down the Harland Highway. I'm not your daddy. Mm. Have a really nice day today, folks. You deserve it. I wish I'd never done this. I, I, For those of you that listen to my show, you know I played a game of Russian roulette with Donald Duck a few months ago. He lost. And now, since Donald came in, all these other characters have been coming in wanting to play Russian roulette with me. I think uh, Mickey Mouse, who else? Scooby-Doo came by. Mr. Magoo. They all lose. I don't know how, but I'm good. A Russian roulette. So today, against my wishes, another challenger has stepped up. The Pillsbury Doughboy is here and wants to have a game of Russian roulette. Hello, Doughboy. <laughs> Are you sure you want to do this? Nothing says loving like a good old-fashioned game of Russian roulette. <laughs> All right, if you want to do this, I'm I'm going to do it again. <laughs> All right, who's going first? You or me? <laughs> I'll go first. All right, here you go. Here's the gun. Put it up to your doughy little temple. And let's begin. <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah. Okay, mow. 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 Mouth! <laughs> I won that round! Your turn, sucker! Alright, here we go, I'm telling ya! We can stop now, I never lose! <laughs> Just shoot, sucker! Here we go! Mow! 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 There, see? 
Back to you, you little yeast infection. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. All right. Mow. 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 <laughs> See nothing. Mow. Mow. <laughs> mow. Mow. Oh. Oh God. Oh my God. Oh, there's little crescent rolls all over the place. There's, there's a turnover dripping from the roof. Oh, what a disaster. I didn't want to do this. Could somebody get the janitor to clean this up? It smells like cookie dough in here. Mmm. Actually, taste... It's not bad. Mmm. Actually, forget the janitor. Get me a bowl. And a knife and fork. Mmm. Oh, so violent. Poor little dough boy. He had it coming, right? Um... Now, here's something that I don't understand. Um, have you uh, you ever watched these elections? You watch uh, elections in the United States of America, the good old U.S. of A. Oh, someone get me a bacon sandwich and a rifle. I'm American. Oh. Um, here's what I don't get. Okay, you see these candidates running for office, and they're running for governor. They're running for something. And you always hear these stories. And the candidate has sunk $42 million of his own personal fortune into the campaign to run for governor of South Carolina. It's his whole amassed fortune that he worked his whole life for. And you, you know what I mean? You ever hear that? That uh, the, these, these polit- so-called wannabe politicians uh, u- use their own fortunes? to fund these campaigns and i don't get it man the, the the math doesn't work what what are we missing here folks okay first of all you spend 23 43 million dollars to get elected for 4 years in a job that only pays like 200 grand a year Okay, there's no job security if you, you you know you've got 4 years max and then it could be over Okay, so you know, twenty-four million to make two, four, six, eight to make eight hundred thousand dollars on your twenty-four million. Something's not working there. And then even if you ran for thirty-two years, you kept winning term after term. That's still not going to add up to what you spent. And. You know, first of all, two things. One, I don't love it that the only people running are these millionaires. Okay. The fact that the average Joe can't run for office is kind of sad. You know, you've got to be someone of wealth uh, in order to run the country. Well, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but people of wealth don't always have the same problems that the rest of the world has. When you uh, are wealthy, you have kind of a privileged existence. And your view of money and taxes and everything else is skewed because you live more of a charmed life than everyone else. So, you know, the world financially doesn't affect you the way it affects the average Joe. So it just bothers me that millionaires are the guys up there making all the calls, making all the decisions, running for office. I'd much rather have an educated person that doesn't make millions of dollars in there because I feel like they'd fight more. They'd want it more. They'd sympathize more with the rest of us, right? 
Okay, so that's one thing. And then second thing, what is so good about being a politician? You know, I don't get why you'd uh, you'd spend your career making, you know, 43 million as a CEO of a big company or you invested in oil or something. And then you want to blow all that money. You want to gamble it on winning. And then even if you win, you get into a job where basically you're under public scrutiny and everyone's watching your every move and people don't like you and people are doing name calling. And, you know, being a politician is a thankless job, man. You you can never make everyone happy. And someone's always looking to skewer you, man. No matter how good you are, how, how honest you might be or whatever, there's always someone looking to impale you or hang you up on some little thing because that's just the way it is. So I guess to, to some, you know put this all together, what I'm asking is what, what is the upside of being a politician? I mean, is this just an ego thing? Is this is this these people are like, God, you know, I'm a millionaire. I've got $42 million, but nobody really knows who I am. But imagine me walking into a banquet and being sitting at the head table. And imagine all the people in the city having to call me to ask for favors. And imagine my name on a building or a library, the Harland Williams Library. Mayor Harland Williams or Congressman Harland Williams Airport. I don't know if all that crap's worth $42 million, man. I mean, there's something we must all be missing. Why why do these people want to do it? And it can't be this whole, well, I want to make a difference. You know, I worked in the private sector. I made all my money, but now it's time for me to make a difference. And they act like, you know, they're going to walk into uh, into uh, the world of politics and have some kind of revolutionary new approach, shake everything up, change the system, you know, knock down the walls of American politics. I'm going to go in there and there's going to be no more of this, no more of that. And I don't care what that party says. I'm just I'm abolishing it. No, no more of that. And we're going to do things my way because my way is the right way. Do you know how mired the the political system is and red tape and bureaucracy? And see, that, that was the downfall of Obama. You know, it's like, here's this guy. It's like change, hope, blah, blah, blah. And you want to believe in it. You know, we all fall into it. We want change and we want hope. But it's like... It's like walking into uh, someone's family and just saying, you know what, I'm going to reorganize the structure of this family and the way everyone feels about each other and uh, the way everything is done. It's just not easy. You can't just walk in and reorganize everything and change it. There's, There's too many forces at play that will nip you in the bud. You know, there's too many people behind the scenes. There's too many relationships. There's too many favors being played out. There's too much money being passed. So so everything just kind of remains status quo. You know, people work to get things to a certain place. Lobbyists and uh, people greasing the hands of other people. And so to just walk in and change something, what you do in essence is knock down the dominoes 
that all these other people have built up, and they're not going to let that happen because all these politicians are greedy and have their own agendas, you know? I don't know that all of them are just looking out for the uh, welfare of the country, of the people. They're probably thinking about their beach homes and their Maseratis and their hot secretary. and So I don't know. It's it's kind of bizarre to me, the whole uh, these people getting into the political game. I'm a little suspicious of it. Doesn't The, the mathematics don't make sense. It's got to be ego or something. If you know the answer, call me. Uh, you know the number. It's at uh, harlanwilliams.com. It's right there on the webpage. Shoot me a letter, whatever. Um, but uh, I just still to this day cannot figure it out. Maybe I should run for office and uh, I'll find the answers. What? I could do it. I got a couple of thousand dollars saved up. What? Yeah, I guess not. Okay. I'll just sit here and keep on hoping. Hello, Houston. We have a problem. Hello, Houston. We have a problem. My hello is stuck in my spacesuit zipper. Hello. Yeah, have you heard about this? They're looking for astronauts or people or whoever, citizens, to go to Mars. The first mission to Mars. I saw this in the news, and part of me was like really excited. Finally, we're going to Mars. And part of me was like, wait a minute. I already was the first guy to go to Mars, okay? I don't know how many of you have seen my movie, Rocket Man. One of the favorite movies I've done out of my, I don't know, I think I've done like 30 movies by now. Rocket Man being at the top of my list. By the way, it's available at my website, harlandwilliams.com. You can go and purchase Rocket Man, personally autograph each copy. Great family movie, guaranteed to make you laugh. But I digress. The uh, first man mission to Mars, and they're looking for people. Are you cut from the right cloth? Are you uh, the type of person that wants to be a Martian? I think that's exciting, man. You know, we've got all those little robots and machines roaming around up there, checking it out. They're like real estate guys, you know? They're, they went out to check it out. They've been nosing around for a few years. and was like, all right, everything's cool. Bring the party people up. So they want you. I guess they want somebody to step up and go to Mars. If I hadn't already done it in the movies, I'd go for it. I just don't think my signal for the Harlan Highway could reach Earth from up there. Got to uh, get my radio show done every day. That's my excuse. What's yours? Don't you think you owe it to mankind to be going to Mars? That would be fun, man. Maybe they should send the cast and crew from Gilligan's Island. Put them all on a spaceship. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a rocket ship. They set out for a 39-month tour. A 39-month tour. Oh, no! Harland Williams. Space. The final frontier. These are the Voyages of Starship Enterprise are 
five year mission to search and find and look and find strange new planets, strange new not life forms. Huh? Captain's log, stardate five seven nine three two. I must make some fresh lasagna as I have my physical coming up with Dr. McCoy. I'm excuse me. Excuse me. Yes, how can I help you? What are you doing in my studio, Kirk? This is the command center for the Starship Enterprise. No, it's not the command center. It's my studio. How the how the hell do you get in here? I am Captain James T. Kirk of the Starship Enterprise. I'm a, no, stop it. What are you doing? What the hell is that on my console? It's a slice of French lasagna. I must get my nutrients before I go for my physical with Dr. McCoy downstairs. There's no Dr. McCoy downstairs. There's no physical. You're getting lasagna all over my console here. I must make some carrot juice in my blender in order to... What are you doing? I'm putting carrots in my blender so I can get some vitamin K for my physical. Stop it! Don't do... Turn that off! Turn it off! Turn it off! You must calm down. I'm trying to get ready for my physical. The hell is that? It's a slap chop. What do you mean a slap chop? I must dice some onions and some mushrooms for my lasagna. You're not eating lasagna. Get your lasagna. Get your... What are you doing? Stop it. Put the slap chop away. Stop slap chopping. I must slap chop the onions and the mushrooms and the carrots for my lasagna. Stop slap chopping. Did, did you hear me? Stop. I can't stop slap chopping. I must prepare for my physical with Dr. McCullough. You're not having a physical. Get rid of the lasagna. Oh, you got tomato sauce all over my console. I must beam down to the medical center. Good. Beam out of here. Don't push me. Get out of here. Take your lasagna. I'm taking it. I'm, maybe I'll beam down to the cafeteria. Yeah. Idiot. I heard that. I'm Captain James Taker. Get out! Can I interest you in some freshly hand-tossed rigatoni? Get out! How about some freshly baked Starfleet ginger snaps? Get out! Oh, God. I gotta valet my car. Is that not the most terrifying experience ever when you valet? I mean, what do we save up for in life? Our houses and our cars, pretty much. Those are the two big purchases, usually, for us normal folks. You pull up to, like, Mastirio's French restaurant, right? You want to go in with your girlfriend and have a crepe, and you want to have le poisson, and le poulet avec le ananas, a nice French cuisine, and you pull up in front, and there is... Pierre, a little Frenchman standing in the front with a blue vest. And he's about as French as a guy from Texas. Hey, man, can I take your car? 
you work here? Yeah, man, I'm the valet. <laughs> yeah, this is like a $50,000 car. Yeah. And you're going to go park it for me? <laughs> yep. Oh, gosh. Okay, Goofy, here. I've never met you. Right. I don't know if you've got a criminal record. <laughs> I don't even know if you have a driver's license. <laughs> gosh. Well, you know what? Here's the keys to my Mercedes-Benz. Go have fun. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, isn't it a little scary the way we just hand off? You wouldn't hand some stranger the key to your house. Hi, can I go in your house? What the hell you want to go in my house for? <laughs> I'm wearing a blue vest. <laughs> oh, well, go ahead. Yeah, have a nap. Make yourself some uh, crepes. It's hard in this day and age to trust anyone, isn't it? Just handing off your car to some pimply-faced kid that just got out of DeVry. He could drive that sucker to Mexico, making uh, one night what it would take him seven years to do as a valet. Are we trusting? Are we just stupid? Or do we just want a crepe Suzette so badly we are willing to give up our fancy automobile? Oh, I must have le poisson. Le crepe Suzette. Ooh. I don't know, man. It's a funny world. All we got is each other. I got you. You got me. You're on the Harland Highway. <laughs> Gosh. And speaking of driving, I will not allow one more car commercial with something that might not even be a car, okay? Have, have you seen these car commercials where they try to fancy it all up and they get a car like a Kia or a Ford Escort or a Dodge Neon and they lay down all this crazy uh, hard-hitting rock and roll energy music, okay? And they do these fast cuts of the Kia, like, weaving through the city streets and flying around corners and climbing up hills and the lighting's all gorgeous and sexy and the streets are sprayed with water so the light reflects, right? And the people inside the vehicles are young and hip and beautiful models. And they just do these quick cuts, you know, there's a cut of a headlight, then there's a cut of a wheel rim, and then there's a cut of the console, and there's a cut of someone shifting gears, and it's all, yeah, oh yeah, the new Kia, we're just one letter away from being Ikea, yeah, you can put this car together with an Allen wrench, it's the new Ikea Kia, right? This thing's burning around, and you're like, oh, my God, this is the hottest. Oh, my God, this is so exciting. This is... And then you just go and look in the uh, parking lot at the car dealership on its own, and it's just sitting there in the rain <laughs> in a parking lot. And you're like, oh, um, is that the Kia? It's the new Kia Ikea. You get to put it together. Yeah, I know the spiel. You know, now that I'm here, it's just, where's all the excitement? Where's all the frazzle? Where's all the sizzle? Well, man, when you get it out on the road, you know, all that music will start, and you'll be picking up models, and, and yeah, right. See you later. I'm going to get a Mustang or a Charger. Nice try. 
So what I'm saying is, can we knock off the phony car commercials where they take a piece of crap and try and romanticize it and, and hype it up and make it look like you're driving like a, a James Bond uh, car? You know, everything but the oil coming out the back and the smoke screen and the bullets being shot at it. It's like, nice try. What are we, stupid? It's like trying to sell a cheeseburger as a pheasant under glass. It just We're not that dumb. So just stop the, uh, the fake commercials with all the glitz and the cutting and the movie tricks, man. We're not that bloody stupid. It's a Kia. It's a Ford Neon. It's a whatever it is. It's a Dodge Neon. It's a Ford Escort. I'm not going to be winning the, the, the Daytona 500 in that thing, okay? At best, I can pray I don't hit a pothole and the whole thing like shatters. Like an icicle dropping from a roof and splintering all over the sidewalk, okay? It's like the cheapest low-end car on the market, and you're trying to sell it to me like I'm buying a Ferrari? Please. Good Lord, just knock it off. This should be the commercial. Hey, uh, yeah, we know you're not doing that good, and uh, the economy's bad, so... You might want to buy this car. It's called the Kia or the uh, Neon or the uh, Escort. Yeah, just just get one. It'll get you from A to B. Um, good luck. And uh they're they're 15 grand. Uh all the best to you and your family. I hope you don't, you know, whatever. At least you're moving. It's better than the bus. Now at your local dealer. There, that's that's the commercial. Oh, God. Now I'm going to go jump downstairs into my Rolls Royce and go out and ram some Kias. Hello! Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You are on the Harland Highway, and it is time. Drum roll, please. It is time for the Harland Highway... Question of the day! And this is not an easy question to ask. It's a delicate question. Oh boy. Here we go. Let me clear my throat. Okay. This is a question for the guys mostly, but the women too, because they're part of it. Is it a bad sign when you, how shall I say, have an intimate moment with a lady and you go down to a certain area, a certain area that we all know and enjoy and love, Is it a bad sign if you go down to that certain area and hanging on the outside of the undies is one of those rear view mirror pine tree shaped air fresheners? Is that a bad sign? The Harland Highway question of the day. Hmm, so foresty.
Yes, I know, sometimes the questions in life are not pretty, but hey, gotta ask them. Gotta ask them. And if you're asking yourself how you can uh, hear more of the Harland Highway when you're on the road, when you're moving around, when you're not sitting by your computer, um, or you don't have your iPod, you can uh, download the Harland Highway at Stitcher.com. Uh, Stitcher lets you listen to the Harland Highway on your cell phone. You could have a uh, Droid, you could have an iPhone, you could have a Blackberry, you could have a tin can with a rope in it, <laughs> whatever you got, man. Go to Stitcher and uh, get the free app, and uh, you can be listening wherever you go to the old highway with yours truly, me, Harland Williams. Um, and don't forget a couple of new websites up for you folks. Uh, we have the Harland Highway website at harlandhighway.com. And uh, we also have a new website up for my new indie movie called Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face. It's a movie that I wrote and directed and uh, shot and blah, blah, blah. But it's a fun website. You can learn all about the movie at fudgefilm.com. And soon that movie will be available for you to purchase. We'll let you know as soon as that happens. Um, but that's all the happenings that's happenings today, okay? Um, hope you had a great time here on the highway. I know I did. And that's not all that matters. It's uh, We want you to have fun here, too. It's not a one-way street. It's a highway. There's lanes going each way. Um, but that's all we got. Uh, thanks for joining in. Please tell your friends about us. And uh, until next time, you know the drill. Chicken chow main, baby. Have a really nice day today, folks. You deserve it. <laughs> <laughs>